Hey everybody, welcome to Becoming Your Own VIP, Mind, Body, and Soul. I'm your host, Rebecca McCants, and let's get to it. So today I wanted to talk about a scripture. Um, it's Psalms 23, 5 that says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with, with oil, and my cup overflows. Um, I wanted to start with this because I had an aha moment. I was really reflecting on my journey, how long I've been at it, and um, when I came across this scripture, you know, I just recognized that for a long time I had people sitting in that chair. But then when I really looked at what I've had to heal from, it was never that person that I had to heal from. It was the wounding, the emotions that were created from that experience that I actually had to heal from. And, um, from those experiences, then yes, I did have to forgive that person because they were the ones that delivered it. But I, I forgave that person because of, um, you know, basically the verse where it says, forgive them, Father, for they not know what they do. Because on the deepest of, of level, we all do not know what we're doing. We're all doing the very best that we can. We may start off with the highest of intentions. Some may start off with evil intentions, and that's true. But that's where this scripture kind of comes in when it comes to thinking about the duality of things. So when it comes to my reflection upon this, and because I'm always talking about duality, and I looked at when God talks about what it means to forgive, and then I think about what it means to repent, and that if God forgives our debt, then we also should forgive our debtors. And I couldn't stop thinking about how on another podcast I mentioned at one point in time, we were the bad guy in someone else's story too. So that means if you put a person at a table from your past, well, in that person's past, in their version of their story, you're that person at their table. Yet God forgave us. God forgave you because you don't know if the other person has asked for forgiveness and repentance. You have no idea. So this is all about you. God forgave you. You're dealing with God right now. You know, you've changed. You've repented. You've made an authentic change in your life. So if God has forgiven you, why should you be sitting at somebody else's table as their enemy? Because you've been forgiven, right? And then God wants me to forgive them of their debt, right? So then why would I still be sitting at their table and why would they still be sitting at my table? So then there's this verse in Matthew chapter five, verse 43 through 44 that says, you have heard that it is it was said, you shall love your neighbor, fellow man, and hate your enemy. But I say to you, a love that is an unselfish love seeks the best or higher good for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And that's in the amplified version. So then I went deeper into my past when it comes to what I've experienced. And I made a podcast about winning back the territory of your mind and transforming what was meant for evil into good and to guard your gates and what you allow in, what you choose to accept or what you choose to believe 
when it comes to the lies of the enemy. And when we're hurt, when we're wounded, we say things, right? That we don't necessarily mean at that time, but it's the same with the, your mindset and your perspective because all you've seen was hurt. You've not yet fully experienced what it means to have an unselfish love. So that means we're, our, our vision is distorted. Our perspectives are distorted. And the spiritual duality asks you to really think beyond the physical person and to utilize your spiritual eyes and ears to reveal what spirit inhabited that person and what spirit inhabited you. What seeds, thoughts, and beliefs and experiences were rooted within? What was allowed into the gates of your vessel that nurtured the seeds of good or evil, love or hate, fear or faith? That harvested the outcome of your intentions and the interactions with one another and the things we do or the things we don't do. So to emerge from darkness and into the light, this is also about being honest and accountable to reflecting back to that which hurts you, um, to what hurt another person, or even how you've hurt yourself. You're given a choice to, of forgiveness and a choice to repent, to reveal what the original sin that entered into your gate and allowed the poison that once contaminated you internally to flow out externally then the journey becomes how to close those doors and uproot those evil seeds that were planted. Okay. Those beliefs that were planted, those patterns that were planted, the habits that were planted that supports the hurt, that supports the pain and supports the darkness and supports you, your ongoing sins. So one of those ways um, I've expressed tremendously is through prayer for healing and it leads, Jesus leads you to, to, you know, in a form of counsel and a form of guidance and comfort. And he provides multitudes of ways, which you'll have um, a choice of applying to the internal, as well as receive external tools that may be required of you to learn, develop discipline, and have developed consistency with those tools learned to remain empowered in your authority to keep those doors of darkness closed. So I want to give you a, um, an example because we're, we're so used to human interactions and a lot of actually, a lot of the things we learn is through our human interactions. Um, and so I'm going to give you an example. Um, visualize two people, both have anxiety. Both are sitting at one another's table within their mind. Both have created a hurt towards one another intentionally or unintentionally there was some hurt that was um, created. So you're saying that you're at the head of your table and they're the enemy that the table was prepared for. Well, the same with the other person in that person's vision, they're the head of their table and you're the enemy that's in that their table. But I ask you, what do you both suffer from? What is that commonality? And that's anxiety. So what's the real enemy? Was it them? Was it you? Or was it the common theme of anxiety? And the original wounding that occurred prior to you two even meeting, lack of healing 
lack of tools, lack of knowledge, and lack of wise counsel. So then it goes into what is anxiety? Anxiety, we know as a clinical term what it is, right? But it is rooted in fear spiritually. And this is opposite of God's promise of faith. And all that love is, like it's written in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8. Plus, you know, God's blessed us with a sound mind and self-control. Well, anxiety strips us all. And it's a battle that is consistently coming up against you. So giving another example, you can break free from a relationship that may have been abusive, um, emotionally, physically, verbally. And yet you go to another relationship that's abusive. What was the common enemy? Now you can move from one job into another job with a higher salary and yet still be in debt. What was the common enemy? It's not the job. What was the common enemy? Who or what was the common enemy in these scenarios? You got anxiety, you got anger, you got bitterness, you got lack or um, a poverty mindset, you've got rejection, you've got abandonment issues, you got rage. Those are the enemies. Because notice I never said once that you were the problem and never once were they the problem. Yet there is a problem. There was a wounding, a conditioning, a belief, a behavior, an addiction, an habit, an attitude, an environment um, that you know was cultivated around lacking tools, knowledge, trust, stability, safety, and wrong beliefs or perspectives that was keeping you imprisoned in darkness and preventing good seed from flourishing and thriving within your heart and mind and within whatever you are trying to build for yourself. So instead of what you were looking for, which was the, the ideal dream fulfillment, right? Instead, weeds, contamination, and poison, and toxicity were planted, and it blinded you. It blinded you both from what was written that God had ordained for you to become and to live under God's protection and truth. Now, I discovered that our responsibility as individuals due to free will to stop the cycle of wounding and to stop attaching that story of wounding to our identity and our belief system. It's to uproot the evil at its origination. The story of a person hurting us, bankruptcy, debt, health issues, anything that had impacted us deeply, we are to take the blame game out of it. We're to heal from it. We're to take the lessons from it. And then that story, it's closed. You need to stamp a real big red closed on it, like a closing of a door. Now, the journey of itself it, through healing, you don't close it immediately, right? As much as we want to. But that's the whole problem we're having right now. We repress these things. We suppress these things and we close the door, right? But eventually it, it erupts. You have so much stuff in that door, it pushes that door and forces it open. And all your mess is all out for everybody to see. And at the most inopportune time. So it's not about closing the door until you are healed. And that's the whole purpose of God preparing your table. Preparing your table means 
I'm going to get you here, honey. I, 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 Jesus has already conquered all of this. Jesus is within you. But for a long time, you have not claimed Jesus's sacrifice in your life. And you have not built a relationship with Jesus. And you do not have that trust and relationship with me yet. So I'm preparing the table to get you there. And the first thing I need you to do is recognize what happened in your life. The difference between the physical, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, um, and how all of these things interact daily and how they are one whole piece of your story where we've all tried to separate our, our stories and separate pieces of us. You didn't even know that, that this wholeness, this holistic view of your spiritual being your primary and then your mental, your emotional, your will, your physical well-being, as well as your heart, all come into play with how you function on this earth, how you captain your ship and captain the direction of where you go in life. And then without God being in your life, then God cannot help you with what he had planned for you. So the biggest thing is, is to make sure that you're always working on improving yourself in today's teaching. And yes, it's going to be a teaching. So it's going to be a little bit long because I've tried to split it up and it didn't, it wasn't as cohesive. So with that being said, um, God is preparing that table for you to sit before your enemies, but there really is steps that you have to do. And I want to kind of give you an understanding of what those enemies are that will be sitting at that table with you. So spiritually, the true enemies that will be sitting at the table, I'm going to provide a, a short list. <clears throat> but it is depression, gluttony, anger, rage, lust, infirmities, vanity, trauma, generational curses, pride, self-sabotage, pessimism, self-condemnation, uh, self self-hate, self-destruction, hopelessness, victimhood, shame, guilt, regret, comparison, complaining, grief, stress, lack, poverty, insecurity, anxiousness, doubt, control, oppression, manipulation, retaliation, fear, worries, curses, betrayal, unforgiveness, compulsion, excess, violence, abuse, addictions, laziness, jealousy, greed, sexual immorality, gossip, slander, and many more dark emotions and sins is I could, I can keep on going, but I'm praying that this is enough. And if you've never taken the time to identify the root of the emotions that surface underneath, these are some of the, the main ones. Okay. Now it's written in Ephesians 6, 12 for our struggle is not against the flesh and blood contending only with the physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness and in the heavenly places or the heavenly supernatural places. So those things that I listed, those are from darkness. 
So spiritually, those things did not come from God, but from the principles and principalities of darkness, okay? That will hinder your walk with God. Now, the opposite of that is love, patience, long-suffering, joy, happiness, peace, generosity, um, meekness, um, unselfish love. These, these things are characters and attributes of God. Moral values are characteristics and attributes of God. Immoral behaviors and characteristics are that of the principles and principalities of darkness. Okay, so there's everything is spiritual here and it starts in spiritual. It starts in our mind. It starts in our will, and our emotions. And um, we we manifest it here on earth um, by our actions, by the words we speak. You're either creating good or you're creating creating bad. And that's one of the things he talks about is um, you learning you're you're increasing your discernment so you can tell the difference between good and evil. Now, me personally, I recognize that a lot of us don't know what's good or evil because this world has so many good things. We got chocolate, <laughs> we got the internet, you know, but also let's go deeper. Our parents, let's go back to our first teachers, our parents, those people we were to love, that were to protect us, that in our eyes was supposed to be good, that we loved on and on a deep, unvoiced level there was a connection and sometimes they display characteristics to us that was not a love which created confusion in us and contaminated our version of what love is so we started believing that is love we love our parents and the things that's happening to us from our relatives our family those that are most close to us have distorted and twisted what love is. And then we're always searching what true love is. And we're always searching what that means. How does that feel us and stuff like that? But we're lost. We're confused. We're distorted. We're fragmented. Because even if you were to receive the value of love, you wouldn't know what to do with it per se because no one's yet modeled what healthy love is, how to nurture it, how to hold on to it. And sometimes it can feel boring. Sometimes it can feel like something bad is about to happen because it's been so good. These distortions, these fragments, these traumas, these hurts that we carried and we didn't understand how to integrate them into our lives. And especially if we did not have a spiritual basis in our lives either. And also, if we didn't know if it was true versus just a story. Now, these are the enemies that will be sitting at the table that, that will be conquered, that have already been conquered through Jesus. It's just we need to claim it and we need to say, no, I, I don't know. In the past, I sure did submit to you. I gave over my power to you. I created some addictions in my life. I've created some bad choices in my life. No, no more. When you start saying that, when you start praying for help, and when you start repenting, which means truly changing, when you follow God's precepts, which is correcting your behaviors to be more godly, loving, more kind, more generous, and then you can 
shifted where once they ruled over you, leaving a trail of destruction, now you gain mastery and take authority over them and overcome them through building a relationship with Jesus, through your repentance, truly forgiving yourself and others, renewing your minds, shifting your mindsets and your behaviors and the belief systems and the habits and your, your cycles, what was, again, seemed so normal, you have to now recognize that everything has changed. How you coped changed because you had unhealthy coping. Um, your friends, because you had unhealthy friends. Um, you had unhealthy entertainment. Things are going to change. Shifting and, and having to stand up for these changes is going to be a challenge. But where we question for so long, why? Why did this have this 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 opportunity have to, to fail and not succeed? We look at what those common enemy was in that, and um, that common theme was in that. The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came so that you may live abundantly. So as long as we have allowed them to master us, they're going to kill, steal, and destroy whatever we put our hands to. But where Jesus comes so that we may live and live abundantly, that is embodying all of his characteristics and attributes into every single thought, every single word, every single action, so that we may live abundantly. The demon, demons have hid, been hidden in the closet for way too long, you guys. And we're to bring them up and out of the darkness and into the light to be seen and confronted. In Romans chapter 6, verse 16, in the easy to read version, it states, Surely you know that you became or you become slaves of whatever you give yourself to. Anything or anyone you follow will be your master. You can follow sin or you can obey God. Following sin brings spiritual death, but obeying God makes you right with him. The enemy wins when you act like he doesn't exist. When we're so focused on what we see and what we feel and lack knowledge on how to use the word of God to resist the devil, we find ways to cope by avoiding and running away from admitting a vulnerability running away from admitting that we feel weak, fearful to face confrontation, fearful for not committing to taking responsibility and to go through the challenge of healing and facing all of our hurts, fearful of saying no to somebody who you know is manipulating you, fearful to say no to something just to hold on to love, fearful for facing the pains and confronting the fears. Scared to be rejected or abandoned because there's such a history of missed opportunities. You don't know how to trust and you don't even know how to trust yourself. And that's what's so interesting too on the healing journey. You didn't ever recognize how deep it went even within you on how far away you've fallen and detached from you because you've pleased and done everything you could to shift and make yourself into something else. Whether drowning out or numbing the mind, 
It only invites more enemies to kill, steal, and destroy through addictions, distractions, and other self-destructive patterns to numb the challenging emotions and feelings and thoughts. You know, think about how many people, and maybe you can identify even within yourself, but how many people also have you witnessed in someone else's life negative coping skills that they used as a band-aid? But in the long run, it caused them more harm to themselves in, and in all areas and aspects of, of their lives, even to their family or even to their friends or to their jobs. It was so long reaching, right? You just saw it. And it just stacks up to even more painful events from small to large by being an outside source of covering, of coping. So say for instance, the enemy came in to kill, steal, and destroy a relationship, okay? So that was the first enemy that came in. And that enemy could embody any of those uh, characteristics I listed up there earlier, fear of rejection or abandonment, right? So then how do you cope? Maybe let me go down a list of few things, okay? Um, because these are common things, not just with a relationship. This could be a loss of job, a loss of anything. How do we cope? So here's a list of a few things, okay? We cope by using drugs or alcohol excessively, engaging in self-harm or binge eating, ignoring or bottling up feelings, criticizing one another for engaging in negative self-talk, avoiding family, friends, or problems, suboptimal sleep quality or reduced exercise, overspending, relationship hopping, or random sexual partners. All of this also then leads us into rumination or intrusive thoughts, condemnation, and negative words that's being said as negative self-talk. And there's more. And these things we suffer in silence until it gets uncontrollable. So by doing any of these steps, and, and a, a lot of time, actually, a lot of people do a lot of these steps. Um, so because of a breakup, they may engage in all of these things. And with all of these things, you're inviting in a cluster of additional enemies to kill, steal, and destroy. And then it's even harder to come up and out of that darkness, come up and out of that pit, or to clean out your closet of your demons when you're ready. But we didn't know that. So yes, there may be a lot of work that you have to do, but you're not alone. Now, I say this because we've prayed to God and we've believed in God. And if you don't want to say God, you believed in something. You believed that there's got to be something to help me right now. Okay. There was some type of faith that you had in a miracle or an opportunity that would open up to get you out of the situation you were in. And that's why I'm going to ask for you today to consider that if you can believe in the good that can hopefully come your way and get you out of the situation you're in, I need you to also understand that the duality is there is an enemy that will be sending unseen and unknown attacks through people within your own mind or situations that create those emotions to kill steal and destroy within your partner, within yourself, and within a certain, certain environment or situation that you had once hoped for, that you dreamed about, 
where God wants to prosper you or where Jesus wants you to live abundantly, the enemy wants to kill and destroy that hope, that future. And the more he could kill, still and destroy, the further and further and further into darkness you'll go, further and further and further, farther away from the belief that God is there. Further and further and further from the belief that Jesus had sacrificed himself so that you can actually take authority over those things that are attacking you right now. If they get the jump on you, then you will never find out. So that means they'll always be empowered. And their goal will always be met where your goals are suffering and lacking and wondering why. So Jesus came to flip that and say, no, okay, you might have ruled for a little bit, but I'm taking that back. And I'm teaching my people how it actually should be. And so he went on a whole mission trying to show you how you can heal, cast out the devils and standing your authority, taking your power back. And again, I want you to go ahead and read Ephesians 6 through 12. God talks about opening our eyes and having the eyes to see and the ears to hear because it's not about the physical. It's about seeing in the unseen, hearing in the unheard and have the mind and heart to understand as well as the body, um, those things that you just don't know. And the thing is, because our body was so full of trauma and our, our mind is so busy and our emotions are chaotic, unstable, and, and quite honestly, needy, then our will is subject to carrying out the the directives that you are steering it towards, which is towards the dark or towards the light. And then it continues on a continuous cycle. The things I'm going to teach about you uh, to you today were things that I personally had to go through that I personally had to learn, that I actually had to walk the walk so that I could talk the talk. And I can tell you right now that no matter how many times that um, we want it to be easy, we do need to understand that God is the creator. He is the creator of therapy. He's the creator of comfort. He's the creator of all the wisdom and insight and knowledge that you possibly need. So that's why he's the first source to go to. And by going to him, he opens up all the things that you need to do to equip yourself so that you mastered within yourself all of the things that I mentioned. And he's going to also help you master the physical, the mental and emotional aspects to take accountability and to learn from the lessons of your past, to receive those aha moments for true healing forgiven and forgiveness and repentance not to be repeated. So again, his job isn't just to take it all away like that because what lesson had you learned? He could do this right now, just snap his finger, you be healed. But what did you learn so that you don't repeat it again? If you're to, if you're to be blessed with a long life and he just set you free, 
of your past, then what have you been equipped with so you could carry on with your future? So he needs to mold you, shape you back into an understanding of who he is within your life, but also who you are within your own life, what you're equipped with, and also how to handle these things. Because also when he does does this work in you, it does. And even though your enemies are sitting at your table, even though you've mastered it, it doesn't mean the enemies is never, never going to mess with you again. No, they're still going to be knocking on that door, waiting for you to invite them back in. So that's why he has to teach you to master yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, socially, in all areas and aspects of realms of your life, internally and externally, so that when they come knocking through a person, through a situation, that you're equipped to know how to handle it, how you know how to breathe, how you know how to think and use wisdom before just allowing them to being in take you into a reactive state know that you continue to be the captain of your vessel that nobody else can come up in here knock on your door and gain entrance to you because you said no nothing's coming up in this vessel anymore unless i've approved it and that's the biggest thing too we've approved it so many times on this earth because the earth was created so that we can invite these things in and that's why it became so normal we never knew we had a choice to say no to it. Our parents will tell us, no, turn off that TV. No, watch that X-rated movie. <laughs> Don't have sex with, uh, outside of marriage. You never understand that. But once you're cleaned, once you're purified, that, that door will come knocking because you know what it feels like to have sex. You know what it feels like to eat chocolate. You know what it feels like to, um, to, to, to have a violent act, um, committed against you or towards you, towards somebody else because you were mad or because they were mad. And you, you know, that you may not be able to trust another person because, oh my gosh, what if I get them mad? What are they going to do? Right. Or you're dating somebody and you want to be committed to waiting until marriage. And, but you know what it feels like now, you know, the pleasure you can receive from it now. So then it's harder to resist the temptation and create those healthy boundaries you didn't know before. But once God cleans you, then you understand on a spiritual level what you're inviting in if you say yes to those things. Once you say yes to a mindset, once you say yes to entering your body, whether through sex, whether through TV, through your eye gates, um, or music or video games or violence through your ear gates or or whatever else through your body, through your senses. You, you, you're to protect yourself. And we didn't know that. Okay. So you're to always be prepared to remain in authority of those dark emotions and those sins. And that is through continuous prayer. So God talks about continually pray. And this is something we all need to develop. It's like everything I, everything I want to talk about, I'm always going to refer to as a gym because we were weak mentally, emotionally, and physically um, in a lot of areas. Our mind was weak. Our, our emotions were weak. Um, even our, our, our physical uh, attributes were uh, weak because we just took things for granted. Again, seeking pleasure versus the discipline to exercise and not everybody. Uh, please understand. I'm not talking to everybody. But um, 
but to those that really need to know and understand this, those who have not yet gained this yet. And so with that being said, everything we do in life is an opportunity for you to build muscle, to build capacity so that you can master that moment. So that you stand in the light and not the dark. And um, we haven't had much models of light in our lives, but we have plenty of dark models. And um, praying constantly keeps God at your side. One, so you know he's there. But two, that you're giving him permission to help you versus where we've agreed by turning on the TV or music and all these things, we've agreed for darkness to come in all the time. Well, then you've not opened the door for good to come in. So your prayer allows God to work in your life. And there is ways that you'll need to learn to pray. Um, and I'll go over that later. But it's a relationship. And all he asks you to do is talk to him. He already knows. He searches your hearts and mind every day. He knows everything you do. So you don't have to come to him on a legalistic way, a religious way to come and talk to him. Because for a long time, I didn't. I didn't have that, that whole understanding. But you pray and you pray with all your heart. And with pure intentions, and that normally will allow him to hear you. If you're seeking selfish gain, your prayers will not be answered. If you're praying to manipulate something or someone, your prayers more than likely will not be answered. But if you have the purest of intentions and a true repentant heart and truly want to change, and you've repented and you've been forgiving and you're now praying and making requests for these things for God to help you, he can be there for you. God will start with where you are at. And this is where I'm going to go down um, some examples. And again, this is kind of a teaching moment of things, like I said, that I personally had did through my journey um, to get me to where I am today. And I'm not saying I'm 100%, but I am saying that this is a lifetime lifestyle that you're committing to. You don't know what the enemy is going to set up for you day by day, but it is a day by day process. And you're to rise to conquer each and every single day. And what I'm about to tell you right now is going to realm in your physical, your mental, emotional, financial, and spiritual aspects of your life. And again, for, for me, in the past, I focused on physical, mental, and emotional, um, and financial, because, you know, you have no choice on these things, right? These are our earthly things that we have to do, but it was wounded physical, it was wounded emotional, it was wounded mental, and it was wounded financial. So um, please understand, like I said, it wasn't like I was on on my A game when um, 
I was aware of physical, mental, and emotional, and financial. And so what God, to prepare your your table, he needs to prepare you on how to be on your A game. And that's through your inner reflection of why you do the things you do. Okay. And now what, how are you going to go about this? One, are you ready to repent? Two, are you ready to forgive the people that you need to forgive as well as yourself, even God, forgive God for any anger and animosity that you held anytime you felt that he wasn't there for you. And that only comes in time. I'll tell you right now, repentance and forgiveness, um, it, that takes time. Um, because as much as I want to say, yeah, forgive them. Cause I did on a, on a superficial level, but there's such a deeper thing. And some people, and I'll, I'll d- deal with this in a little bit later, because I want to talk about what it looks like when an actual person is sitting at your table. Um, right now we're only handling the spiritual table, but there's times when truly an attack was done on you and you really, you may not be able to forget that person. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is getting that person out of your mind more than the wounding that it took from you, what it killed, still and destroyed and was taken and lost within you when that event happened. And if you take, um, if you, you understand that in that way, it's because of the fact you, you are to move forward. And if you allow that person and that event to hold you locked in place, then they still won over your life and they still have power over your life and they still have power over the things you're still having hopes and dreams for in your life. You'll never be fulfilled because they still have um, a hold, a place in your mind, your heart, your will, emotions in your body and your spirit. And you know, that takes some deep reflective prayers because God's going to have to help you out in that. But you still have to be that person willing to forgive. So we'll get into that a little bit more, but pretty much that's what I was going to tell you later. But um, with these examples, I'm going to tell you, they will empower yourself while waiting on God, while you build up your trust in God, while you build up trust in yourself. And... um it is to utilize, you know, tools that God has given us to steward over our physical temple. And, um, and that is equipped so that we can heal. And once we begin to edify it and edify our temple and these things I'm about to tell you, it's a positive investment of what is needed to heal your wounds to heal you versus the way we've invested in how we destroyed our temple in the past. Okay. So let's go over the physical. So physically, um, some of the ways we used to invest in destroying it was emotional eating, addictions, eating habits, being indoors versus being in nature um, and being in an unhealthy environment and limited to no physical activity, like barely any um, activity. So some of the ways to invest a positive investment into yourself so that you can begin living abundantly is to increase uh, the physical movement through exercise, 
which increases your blood circulation and oxygen. Exercise also um, enhances your epigenetics. And um, with physical activity, the epigenetics, um, which is part of your DNA, it helps to prevent uh, certain cancers as well as heart disease. Physical activities decrease stress and enhance ability to think, learn, problem solve. It enhances your memory. It reduces cognitive decline, such as dementia and emotional, um, emotional balance. Exercise increases your overall health, well-being, your body image, and enhances your endorphins. Your nutrition. If you increase your organic non-GMO fruits and vegetables, and um, that will obviously help fuel your body and then also improve your gut health. Cleanliness, guys, <laughs> this is funny to me because um, I had that aha moment because, you know, when you're in your funk, right, um, you're not as clean as you would like, right? So one of the things <laughs> that um, I was having to do was get up and clean. And all of a sudden, that image of clean cleanliness is next to godliness came up in my mind. I was like, oh, this is legit. <laughs> and I had to laugh about it. So that became part of my routine, um, which is creating daily routines in your personal hygiene, um, you know, in your daily chores within your house, your car, even your office desk. Because again, there's a duality. And so visually, in the physical world, if you recognize a chaotic environment outwardly, it creates a chaotic impact internally or vice versa. If you have a chaotic environment internally, you see it externally. Okay. So those are some telltale signs about even people when you're walking around and seeing something and you see someone is normally clean and all of a sudden you come up in their house and you see their house in a disarray, that's your telltale right there that something's wrong. And I need to ask them, hey, how can I help you? What's going on? And you know, normally the house is clean. I see this, this and that. You don't say it this way. But I'm just saying that's your observation and that's your key indicator right there of something happening to someone in silence. And that physical, that visual is a, a cry out for help either to them or to you, because we're not always listening to our insides because we're so busy-minded or we're busy repressing it or we're distracted. All right, so now mentally, um, mentally, also spiritually, it's called renewing the mind. So first, the key for the mental aspect of it, which actually um, is, again, very interesting how complex the mind is. And again, this is why it's the, the battle for your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions is um, if you rule this kingdom, then, you know, they could do whatever they want. So your mind is, is a treasure. And um, first, when you're dealing with your mind, um, you need to know what you're dealing with and why. And that's by removing the victim mindset, by educating yourself with an open mind at what steps you can take physically to heal while praying to God to help you heal spiritually and in all areas of your life, aiding your faith, 
with you by your works and by remaining empowered and in thanksgiving. Now, gratitude is very big in the Bible, and this is something I've had to work on. And I talked about this in the podcast because we're selfish in a lot of ways. And we say thank you so easily when something happens that's good for us, right? That we wanted. We're like, yes, thank you, Lord. Woo! Um, but we also say thank you even in the hard times because for so long, we didn't know these hard times was our growth periods. These hard times was actually an opportunity to be a conqueror in a situation and how we handled it, um, you know, is the outcome, right? Good or bad. But even in our challenges, we're to still thank God, because if you're thankful, if you're focused on the positive, then the negative has no power over you. But if we wallow in the dark, then we feel heavier we feel more weighted down. We feel more hopeless and powerless compared to if we're saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you that I'm up. I thank you that I'm breathing. I thank you that I'm still working. I thank you that I'm still able to read and educate myself on how to get out of this situation. I thank you, Lord, that even though, um, you know, you didn't swoop me up out of this situation, you place someone who is very educated in this that can help me and get, you know, move me forward. And now I'm getting lighter and lighter and lighter, more empowered, more, um, more equipped to overcome. And again, you can see this in real life. If you look at anyone who's in a bad situation and because, you know, all things are good in your life, you're being positive because you can see outside of the situation. You're not heavy in it. So you're that positive for that person and you're feeding into them positivity but yet they they deflect it or they want to mo- wallow in that darkness. I ask that you think about yourself too, that when things aren't going so good, are you the positive friend or are you the one that wallowed in it or felt there was no other way out? And then think about how much harder it is when you're in the mindset of darkness versus the mindset of positivity, of light, that, that God can do all things that all things are possible through God, um, that I am more than a conqueror through Christ, you know, utilizing God's words to his promises to bring you up and out of that darkness. So your mind. All right. So next I want to go over some things within the mind that actually, um, comes up against you. Um, that, a lot of us in our regular everyday physical lives have come up against that does create mental hurts, mental traumas and imbalances within us. And the first section is trauma to the brain, which is also known as traumatic brain injury created by the following blunt force trauma due to car accidents, abuse, sports, falls, and more. Chronic illnesses such as stroke, lack of oxygen, tumors, cancer, brain infections, inflammation, aneurysms, neurodegenerative diseases, ALS, stress, anxiety, depression, drugs, alcohol, social isolation, all can be created from trauma that we received in some way, shape, or form. Next is chemical imbalances, which is at times why some people 
self-medicate and form addictions on drugs, sex, food, social media, or um, spending habits that are negative, um, or even we were prescribed medication. And absolutely all of those have some other side effects that can impact us negatively in all areas and aspects of our lives. And the key is finding positive solutions. And part of that, yes, you might you might need some form of um, prescribed medication, okay? Um, so I'm not going to knock that, but uh, um, especially if while you're on the path of holistic healing, um, maybe you're not ready, but um, there is a, a way that you can create a holistic effect that is natural to create certain brain chemicals naturally. And um, when I also list these things, I need you to understand too, when it comes to your nutrition and exercise, how these also actually are the remedies to the traumas that I had mentioned um, through our health issues that I mentioned. And um, even when it comes to breaking us free of social isolation, your nutrition, your physical activity and exercise, all these things actually help. They aid in the chemical imbalances and the healing of, of your mind. So some of the chemicals within our mind, one of the chemical is dopamine, and this is a reward chemical. And um, a lot of us find instant gratification in not so great things. But some of the positive things that you can start shifting towards is completing tasks and goals that actually are going to invest you into a brighter future. Um, doing self-care activities, especially when it comes to just tr learning about your body, reconnecting with yourself and the things you do actually like, not things that other people said, you know, oh, I don't like this, even though deep down inside you did and you pushed it away for so long, you forgot you liked it. So reintroducing these things that that actually are things that you love back into your life. Um, celebrate the wins in healthy ways. I can't stress that enough. Whatever you do, um, celebrate in healthy ways. You know, a lot of us say, oh, shoot, you did this and this, drinks, you know. But what has the drinks actually led you to before? And if you have, ne uh, if you drink in, if you have habits of drinking in a way that, that leads to negative out outlooks in the future, then maybe maybe I shouldn't be that person that goes celebrate with drinks if you don't have that kind of, of um, ability to drink in, in a healthy way. Um, find healthy ways. And so that's about learning about yourself too, uh, what actually works for me in healthy ways and what actually contributes to investing in poverty mindsets and um, broken um, broken dreams or destroyed opportunities if I did this. You now, you have two clear paths now. You know what these paths led to in the past that did not help me. And so now I need to do these paths. And if you don't know what paths are healthy for you, then that's about learning what they are. And again, eating healthy and exercising. Next is serotonin, the mood stabilizer. Um, for this, I, I put down meditation, reading and breath work. So again, mood stabilizer. And um, for me, I know a lot of religious um, mention, a lot of religions mention meditation um, is, is not a, a great thing to do. But for me, meditation was because um, I had had brain trauma from multiple situations. 
and um and I also had chemical imbalances and that means you do have um memory loss you have um distortions of thoughts that means you do have emotional imbalances and um you you have a busy mind and if it was always overstimulated due to traumas or fears or worries or doubts that was constantly going on and on and on, you do have to find a way to slow it down. A mood stabilizer to breathe so you're not erupting all the time in anger and emotional outbursts. Meditation, breathing, reading, placing yourself in calm situations, turning off the TV, turning off the music. Um, next is, you know, running. And then, um, you know, again, some form of exercise, being out in nature and sun exposure. These all help your mood stabilizing. And um, this, again, also equips you so you're no longer feeling like a victim. These are actually tools that are equipping you with things that can actually help you. Um, oxytoxin, um, which is the love hormone, which can be playing with your pets, um, showing affection, spending time with friends, or going out to volunteer and providing service to others, hugging your family, or even hugging yourself, and giving a compliment to others, and giving a compliment to yourself as well. These things increase that love hormone. Um, and then in endorphins, which is the painkiller. So we have laughter, um, exercise once again, and um, create or listen to classical music. And I'll go into that a little bit later, but there, because of these things that happen in our lives, there may be causes that yes, there were brain cells that died, especially if you're on drugs, alcohol, or, or, um, prescription drugs for a long period of time, or you were under some type of stress or anxiety, anything could have happened within your brain and cells. Yes, could have died. Um, and even in those scenarios where you didn't use certain knowledge, um, you could lose that knowledge. Okay. So there's a difference too, between a brain cell dying versus you once had this skill set and you didn't use it so that it fell away to the wayside and you lost it. There's a difference, but all of it can be regained. There is a way to recover it. There is a way to create new cells and pathways. And um, this will require effort physically, emotionally, mentally, and physically, and spiritually. Now, if you had a skill set and you just didn't use it and you lost it, um, when you pick it back up again, it's kind of like uh, you were great at exercising um, and you were in great shape and you haven't been in the gym for five years and maybe you were able to run, um, do cardio and lift certain amount of weights and it was effortless. But now five years later, you go back in that gym and you're huffing and puffing and it's it's a little taxing on you, right? Okay, you had it, you lost it, but just get back into it. But I'll tell you, you'll pick it up a lot faster. It will almost come back to you like a second nature once you start dedicating time to it and, and igniting your passion with it again, right? Um, but now when it comes to actually um, creating new stem cells, or not stem cells, brain cells, um, and taking back the territory of your mind, that is through prayer, but that is also obtaining knowledge and wisdom. Read, study, learn, do new things, meet new people, 
experience other cultures and foods and travel, develop new skills and find new hobbies. And then also limit your exposure to negative stimuli that can be ingested or found within our environments. And I want to list some of the those negative stimuli. Uh, stimuli. One is processed foods, which is high levels of refined sugar, unhealthy fats, and artificial added additives um, that can create negative impacts on the physical health and mood. Uh, get rid of toxic chemicals. Talk, expo- there you can have exposure to pollutants such as air pollution, pesticides. Also, even though we had great intentions and we invested in um, vitamins and supplements, sometimes they may be a poor quality and there might be toxic chemicals in there and you're actually um, poisoning yourself versus helping yourself. So be careful of the quality of vitamins and supplements you get. Um, Also, household cleaning supplies and products containing harmful chemicals that can affect respiratory health and overall well-being. And this also comes down to just educating yourself. What is more environmentally friendly, not only for your pets and your children um, and your home, but for the environment as well? And then there's excessive alcohol. Um, There's um, cigarette smoke, smoking in general, drugs. Um, And then there's negative media. Continuous exposure to negative news, violent images, and toxic social media content can contribute to stress, anxiety, and depression. It can also create jealousy. It can create envy. It can create comparison within you, which impacts you mentally and spiritually. So you want to be careful with what you're watching and what you're, you're thinking while you're watching them. And these things... Once you recognize and really listen and look at what you're doing mindfully, you'll be like, oh, this is leaning to the negative. Oh, I need to stop watching this. But not only do you need to stop watching that, you also need to think about what would be more fulfilling for your life because you're on social media for a reason. What What's missing in your life um, and that you can build towards? Um, a sedentary lifestyle, prolonged sitting and lack of physical activity can lead to obesity, muscle weakness, poor circulation, and increased risk of chronic diseases. Be sure to get, you know, get up and move every hour and stretch and walk around. A lot of us work from home now, which is a great comfort, but that should also give you more and more of of a reason to get up and walk, Um, to get up and walk around the house while you're on the call, Um, to get up and go outside and walk around a little bit. Even just stretching will help you out tremendously. Um, put, put an alarm on your clock to get up because I know how that is when we get caught up in work and stuff. We don't even recognize that, how much time has passed. So if you need to set an alarm, set an alarm. Next is noise pollution. Constant exposure to loud noises from traffic, construction sites, or your electronic devices can lead to hearing loss, sleep disturbances, and heightened stress levels. Um, and again, it can also create a lot of that busyness in your mind because you're so used to constant noise, you don't know what to do when it's silent. And that's where meditation comes in and just sitting in nature so that you can start cleansing your ear gates. And then next is um, negative relationships. Toxic or abusive relationships can lead or can have detrimental effects on your mental and emotional well-being, leading to low self-esteem, anxiety, and depression. Environmental destruction. Now, destruction of um, natural habitats, we're very much so aware of. And um, 
a lot of these things that I'm about to mention, such as littering, pollution of waterways and deforestation, not only harms ecosystem, but also affects human health and quality of our life through loss of the biodiversity. It impacts our climate change as well as our resource depletion. A lot of us believe that, um, oh, this is a, a national level thing. This is um, this is something the state needs to deal with, or this is something the city has to stay, deal with. But, you know, I, I stress a lot in a couple of my older podcasts that you're the pebble. And your one action, once it's thrown into the water, creates a ripple. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's listening to you. And you placing a pebble in the water, creating a ripple, creates thoughts, creates aha moments, or creates ownership within people that, you know what, maybe you're right. And yeah, maybe like for instance, the littering, you choose to take it upon yourself to go out and take care of your community and clean up the trash, even if it just was in your your own yard first, and then branch out and walking around. Yeah, people are going to look at you. And they're going to think it's quite strange because I did it and I know what it feels like. But it created a ha-ha moment. And they actually thank you. Uh, I actually had a, a lot of people come out and thank me. And you don't understand how much good you're putting out, not only to earth, but to your community when they see a person going out there and caring. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's even with the earth. You can have a mighty impact. And all those people that are watching, even though they don't get outside and go do it with you, when they see a piece of trash on that floor, they're going to have that thought, maybe I should pick it up. And you know what? Maybe they won't. But one day, maybe they will. Remember how I said a lot of people won't do stuff until they're ready. But the bottom line is you modeled it for them. Where again, a lot of things we did not have a model of what it means to be good or to do something outside of the norm. And you just showed them, I don't care. You could look at me weird if you want to, but our neighborhood needs to be cleaned up. And you take that initiative. You know, those those small impacts actually are big wins. Um, then it's important to be mindful of the negative stimulation and take proactive steps to minimize their impact on your health and your well-being. Because again, it affects you spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, intellectually, socially, relationally. It impacts how you see things, how you receive things, and how you give things. You got to guard your gates. Um, next is obtain help from modalities of services such as therapy, which there are various kinds. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, um, the abbreviation is CBT, and then Emotional Freedom Technique, which is an abbreviation of EFT, and Breathwork. Learn about the brain. Um, learn about the brain through neuroscience and neuroplasticity. Um, this all allows you to rewire your brain, okay? So it's amazing what the brain can do. It's amazing what your body can do as long as you are the one that's navigating your body to do so. Where before it was working subpar, it was just barely putting, doing anything, you know? It doesn't take too much to flip on a TV and numb out, right? But if you're reading a book 
and stimulating your mind, but not only then are you stimulating your mind, but then you're putting things to action and you're actually creating things like a business, your, your, your whole body's like, what the heck is she doing? <laughs> what is he doing? And you're starting creating um, new pathways because you're, de- you're having to develop what it means to develop a business, to develop a discipline, to develop, to develop a, a, a consistency, to meet new people, um, to learn new computer programs, maybe to learn a new language. All of these things, you're starting to create structures within your mind that is building you up and edifying you versus tearing you down. Um, next is fasting. Now, fasting is an amazing thing and fasting can be um, a challenge. It sure can, but fasting heals the body and the mind and spiritually it helps um, cleanse you as well. Um, with In the Bible, it talks about fasting um, with prayer. So prayer and fasting can cast out all demons and aid you spiritually. So I'll just say in um, a verse real quick, which is Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. But this kind of demon does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And we can go into that a little bit later. Um, but again, that's that's one of those things that has become quite popular with the uh, impact that it has on your body and mind. But I need you to know it does help you emotionally and spiritually too. Next is volunteer in service. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's one of the things that Jesus has said, right? Um, Serving is one of the best gifts to give to your community and your family, but it also gives back to you in many ways such as investing your time, your energy, and your finances that have been blessed to you and that you're overflowing in and, and, and bless it onto others, that lifts your spirit just as much as it, it, it helps them. It also teaches you humility because sometimes we get so comfortable with the blessings that we have in our life, we again forget that there are people out there that, that has less. And so then if we forget about that, when a hard time comes to us, it hits us a lot harder. And we get humbled in a way that we didn't really want to be humbled by, you know. Um, So bring some more humility into your life. Um, Next is shift from selfishness into unselfishness. Unselfish love, generosity seeking to understand the other person's perspective with no agenda, no manipulation, and wanting nothing back in return. And again, I ask you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8. And again, limit watching TV, news, social media, video games, and shift up your music. Now, shifting your music into the positive is, is, is a key thing too. And I mentioned earlier how um, classical music is one of those. So there's um, shifting from classical or from your normal style music um, into classical, jazz, or gospel. And um, now I know, don't give me the side eye on the classical music park, okay? I know, and I, I admit, it took me a while to really embrace classical music over R&B because um, that's what I used to listen to is R&B and hip hop. Um, 
but there are a lot of benefits that actually help you to shift in a positive way. So I'm going to focus only on classical music right now, because again, I think classical music has got a lot of bad rap um, on that. And, and it wasn't until I shifted into classical, how much I've recognized the benefits and blessings of classical instrumental jazz and gospel music. Um, so with that being said, it improves your sleep. It reduces stress. It enhances your memory. It lowers your blood pressure. You have higher emotional intelligence. You Im It improves your brain work, your focus, and it helps express emotions. So again, it's about cleansing and, and shifting um, into ways that are supporting you to be in the lifestyle you want. Um, so that's what I have learned about classical music. And I yes, I really do listen to it. Oh, and um, elemental music. Like if you listen to nature um, sounds like you the birds chirping or um, water, like waterfall um, or the ocean or the wind blowing. Um, and I, I love thunderstorms. So rain and thunderstorms, um, any elemental music, even crickets, um, just something of, of nature is actually very soothing and calming to your mind, especially at like at night, if you're having a hard time going to sleep. Um, I found that helped and, um, yeah, look at all those things for me. Um, next is develop financial literacy. So pr to prevent by developing your financial literacy, this prevents financial stress. Um, and I, that's why I included this because if you're unhealthy in any areas of aspects of your life, it in, impacts the other. So if I'm weak in one area of life, I am not as strong as I should be in the other places, right? And again, say for instance, we're weak spiritually and financially, okay? That means that even though you might be doing really good physically, and that means you're, you're still not really at your peak physically, and you're not at your peak emotionally or mentally because you're still not whole. You're not complete. You haven't impacted everything holistically so that you're one whole entity. So there's weakness um, in your your body, um, in, in, your, in your realm of who you are, unless you embrace all these things. And financial has an impact on that as well. Um, because if we're, as a world that we know that we have um, financial responsibilities and needs that can rock our foundations if we're not um, aligned financially. But financially, you're not in alignment because you're not aligned mentally, um, emotionally, and within your will. And that's why the territory of your mind is so important. So with that financial stress, it creates um, high levels of debt, financial instability, and economic uncertainty, which can contribute to chronic stress, anxiety, and feelings of helplessness. Transforming from debt to prosperity can be achieved at any age. And, and I felt this was very important to say because for a long time I was running from debt, right? It was, I was just like, no, I was avoiding it. Oh, I got a phone call, no answer. <laughs> you know, these things. And 
I think a lot of us do. And, and I think if you have a mindset, oh, I'm too old to deal with this right now, or it's going to take forever to pay this off, why deal with it? Um, it's because you do need to do it and it can be achieved at any age. Um, so, and truly, actually, all of the subjects that I have mentioned is possible at any age. And I need you to also think about, we do have women that's having babies and they're graduating from college, they're opening businesses and they're in their forties or older. So this just adds to your life. And um, how long do you really want to continue playing pay Peter or what is that still Peter to pay Paul kind of game and living paycheck to paycheck? You know, at some point in time, that needs to stop. And the best thing is to stop while you know you have the power to do so. And that's what this is about, gaining your power back. And the best places to begin is to look at what do you have and then express gratitude for it. Because even though you don't have much, there is a blessing to be humble in the beginnings at any age. So if you've hit your rock bottom, this is your clean slate. This is your do-over. And to say thank you for what I do have. Because again, if you're in a negative mindset, it is so much harder to dig up out of. You won't find gratitude in the, in the pleasures you do have, in the things you do have. And the thing is, you do have them. So be thankful for those things. And then also, if you remain positive, your mind allows you to see opportunities that you wouldn't see in a negative pattern. Now, what you do owe, truly, I need you to write down everything that you owe. Get a total and don't run or hide, but breathe. And this is all about taking your power back. Again, ignorance or avoiding it is not bliss and it is not going to go away until you bring it to the light. Take accountability and make a plan and then take action. And some key points that I, I did for myself was invest in an accordion folder and create separate tabs for like the medical bills, loans, credit cards, and also a paid off tab. And that's important because you want to celebrate and have a visual of the progress made. So as you pay off your bills, you write on it paid in full, the final confirmation number, the final date, put it in the paid off and then you keep on adding it and then you start going to see your other tabs decreasing and your paid off tab increasing. And that's going to give you even more and more empowerment and more and more to look forward to paying off those bills. And again, blessing you with the empowerment of showing you, you can achieve it. You can do it. That where we mentally held ourselves back for so long, thinking how hard it would be to actually see how easy it actually was. And once we caught momentum and we just committed to doing it. And yes, there may be some things that happen. Um, car breakdown, home repair, whatever may happen, right? There may be some things that's happened. So then the thing is, is uh, educate yourself on how to budget. You know, what will be your strategy for those, those hiccups, those 
those things that were unplanned while you're trying to pay off debt because paying off debt cannot go back on the back burner anymore. So if my car breaks down and I really don't have the money to pay for this right now, okay, what is your other options? Okay, what are your other options? And yes, you're going to have to figure it out. And I, I know you're going to have to do the best choice you have to make for yourself, okay? But I'm just saying, I recognize that while I was on this path, that things happened and I really had to make sacrifices and in order to stay on the path and achieve the goal of what I was seeking. And, um, and it's not easy. Sacrifices are not easy when it comes to, again, the instant gratification of what we get, became accustomed to. But that instant gratification is what got us to where we were when it comes to the financial debt. So that's the only thing I'm going to ask for you to think about when you create strategies and solutions and budgets. And again, making sure you have a safety net, but also continually moving and not stopping to pay down that debt. Um, and also, I need you to look at what are you going to work down? Are you going to pay the highest to lowest or are you going to work the lowest to highest? And I can tell you what I did, but honestly, a lot of this is really going to have to be what works best for you. And um, I hope these strategies help. Um, next, what do you make and what do you spend? Again, this is the part about sacrifices. I just need you to know. It will pay off in the end. You just have to say no to the excuses. Say no to the excess spending. And that will keep you from repeating cycles. And there really is actually a lot you can do for free. There really is. And I can't express enough how much open-mindedness um, is needed because a lot of us has become very closed-minded about the things we will or will not do. Um... And um, that actually closes you off to a lot of great things. And I know that I say this and I know people have reasons for it. I do. I do. But I also need you to recognize that um, sometimes you miss your opportunities when you stay closed-minded. Um, the Bible talks about this as being hard-hearted. All right. And so then... Um, I also want you to recognize that this opportunity to, to correct the, the finances, it also opens the door to reflective healing to review why you are spending money in the way that is hurting you versus helping you. Um, you know, it leads, it puts a big spotlight on what do you believe your identity is behind you having to spend the money the way you're spending? Why is your identity and the way you are perceived to others in this outside world, so important that they see you abundant, but really you're actually broke. Why is that so important to you? How you believe you need to show up to be accepted versus rejected. So it's more important for you to be accepted and be in debt versus being rejected and prosperous, right? Because you can always invest in that stuff later. But it really helps us because again, our identity, um, our, our truth of who we are was broken and we had to, to put a lot of things on and take a lot of us off 
in order to fit in and to be accepted. And when even after we took away pieces of ourselves and put on the identities that the world says should be accepted and it still wasn't accepted, that means we removed more of ourselves to the point where we got lost. And I just want you to really look at this, like, where, why am I having to have all of this and all of that and all of this, you know? Next is um, also spending for comfort as a Band-Aid, you know, to an unresolved emotion or a scarcity mindset, you know? Maybe you grew up and, you know, you were poor, um, that mom and dad, you know, were um, scraping the bottom of the barrel, trying to take care of everything needed by clothes or food for us and stuff like that. Whatever that situation is that you witnessed growing up um, regarding finances. Um, or maybe you were wealthy, and um, but you didn't get the emotional support you wanted. So you continued the the cycle of buying things in order to comfort you and never having that emotional connection, um, those things. So take this opportunity to really look at why you even got into debt in the first place and why you continue to make the spending choices that you're, you're spending and, and investing thing into things that maybe you should start investing in differently. And, um, you know, what I found is you can't take that stuff with you. Um, but investing in yourself and your mind, your will and emotions and creating an overflow that you can help to feed others is actually more so of a blessing. The other way is more selfish. And um, that was not something I learned until later. And um, but it's food for thought, guys, food for thought. Um, next is um, the other thing I want to just kind of end this part with the finances is Having your finances in order allows your free, yourself freedom in all areas of your life without owing anyone. You know, you'll become the lender and not the borrow, borrower. You will never have to compromise your morals, your values, or having to live paycheck to paycheck or to be dependent or obligated to anyone. You know, you can uh, take the control back and you can breathe because there's no more debt collectors, you know? You don't have to gain permission from another person. You're truly empowered. But just like I said, when it comes to God healing you, once your finances are healed, the reason why education and understanding on um, the budget and how to utilize your finances in a healthy way is because if you don't, all that hard work will be for naught because eventually you'll get back into debt again because you never healed and created new healthy streams of of investing in yourself um, in the right ways and saving and allocating to emergency situations. Um, sorry, my dog, he just snored in the background. So it is what it is, you guys, sorry. But um, then when it comes to, if you had learned to, to um, because of the fact you learned and because you did heal and because you, you took the steps to um, implement um, strategies and solutions so you'll never go back to debt again, you know what is wise spending and what's not wise spending. And you'll, you'll always maintain good, healthy financial etiquette and financial 
strategies so that you can be there for your family when they need it. Um, you can be there for the community if you so chose. Um, but it also means you could be there for your future when you're ready to retire. So these are the things that um, is a blessing. That That's why I said it, even at any age, just get started. Um, next is emotions, emotional unbalance. Um, and now this is a, is destructive towards yourself and to others, um, both through emotional outbursts and reactions, um, with, with rage and violence and uncontrollable crying, fear, worry, depression, rejection, and the list of emotions could go on and on. And I learned that emotions are not the enemy. You know, they can feel very uncomfortable and they can happen so fast that, you know, it can create an initial reaction of self-preservation um, or anger. And you can present yourself in a way that you've never seen yourself before. Or you can it can present in your partner or your a family member, someone you love, in a way that you've never seen them before. And it could look quite scary. But um, they're not the enemy. It's... Um, well, I mean, not in the way of, um, of being fearful of it, but about gaining power over it so that, okay, this person's coming on really strong right now, but, and before they would have intimidated me before I would have ran because I wasn't in an emotional state of empowerment. And so it appeared scary. It appeared that I didn't have any, um, in a power in that situation, but now I'm flipping it. So now my emotions, I know where that emotion is. You're lashing out because somewhere deep inside you're hurt. And now I can take my power back in it and I can stand more empowered with more understanding and more intelligence on how, how to handle that situation verbally as well as physically. Um, now, next is your brain trauma and chronic pain. Um, those things that were caused by any type of injury or stress or abuse, um, you know, those those impacts to you can also impact your emotions and your overall well-being. And sometimes people don't factor in these emotions that you're having can actually have have come from an actual feel, uh, physical trauma or physical um, hurt that you're experiencing through illness or, or um, some type of increased pain within your body and you're doing your best to deal with it, but it's impacting your emotions. Now, the key is to become equipped with knowledge and tools that helps the individual to understand why they are feeling the emotion and can actually identify the emotion and then internally reflect that there is what there is to learn from that emotion that literally just surfaced in a matter of moments and how fast you can react to it through emotional intelligence and self-regulation and to utilize what I like to call them as a moral compass now that I'm more aware of it um, and how best to handle the situation with yourself as an opportunity to heal an old wound or, or maybe just an opportunity to set healthy boundaries. Uh, maybe it could be an opportunity to express and teach you know, another person on how you would like to be treated in a loving, kind way, but also in a way that's empowering, not only for yourself, but for the other person as well. Because while you want them to know how they need, you know, they are to treat you, 
it also gives you an opportunity to gain clarity from the other person, their perspective, so that you can grow and mature together so that you know how they want to be treated. Um, and then when it comes to support systems, I know sometimes people who don't have a support system that can impact us emotionally, right? Um, you know, there's, we would like someone to be there for us. Now, if you don't have a, a support system or if you don't have a healthy support system, um, utilizing the time as some potentials for you, I'm just going to list. Um, maybe you can begin by getting a support system by reading on solutions on the situation you're currently dealing with to heal and recover so that you can advocate for yourself. Maybe you can utilize the time to heal on um, by breath work, by not allowing um, some of the circumstances to impact you so that you can keep your head clear um, while healing. Maybe you can utilize the time that um, you can start building something that you've dreamed of accomplishing for a long time. Maybe this is a good time to start your financial budget. Maybe this is a good time um, that you can make a plan, a goal for your life on where you want to go from here on out, something to look positively towards in the future so that you're focused on something that's empowering and allows better use of time and focus so your mindset and your emotions remain positive. And, um, and again, it creates in your mind, your body, and your emotions a healing internal environment for your body since it's not focused on um, the, the pain, it's not focused on the dark side, it's focused on the lighter sides and it motivates you. It gives you something better to look forward to. And then um, also it, it gives you a plan to create um, like a plan of action where maybe I can start creating opportunities to create a support system for myself, which is, what are opportunities where you can start meeting people, whether that's going to church or volunteering. Um, maybe you could join a group like, um, you know, I, I find that it's a physical group. People face to face is better than a virtual, but because I do believe there's a, a big difference in the connection. Um, but virtual, at least it's a start. So start with where you're at, what, wherever you feel comfortable and whatever is convenient and whatever is realistic to you. Um, then maybe you could join a team, um, like maybe in with your favorite sports or join a book club, or you, like I said earlier, you can create a neighborhood cleanup to pick up the trash in your neighborhood. Um, this will allow you to be outdoors. It allows you to meet your neighbors and allows you to help your community. And it, it, it being able to look out your window each and every single day and seeing the impact on your commu community raises your spirits, you know? Also, you need to, um, with um, your emotions, learn and know when stress and overwhelm has you at your max and what your needs are that you need to fulfill within yourself before you meet up with others or before you take on another task to prevent you know, yourself from exploding like a ticking time bomb. It was ticking, 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 and you didn't allow yourself that rest time um, and it ignites. And then knowing um, what your needs and wants are, you know, that's 
understanding also that please don't don't make it to be another person's responsibility, especially if it's the point you're asking them to mind read. Um, but if you need someone, please be vocal and, um, you know, take care of the things you can take care of and and whatever else that other person can have. Just be fair and understand that they can only support you. They can't carry the weight for you. Um, then the, the thing is, is that, you know, you ha- have to experience emotions in order to put that practice, put into practice what you learned about emotions. So say, for instance, you've been reading about emotional intelligence, you've been healing, you you feel you have your yourself under regulation, and um, you don't know <laughs> until you're in a situation how it's going to actually work out. And, and again, every day we live right now is our on-the-job training. Every single day is our chance to try what we learned with someone else. The problem is there's someone else and you never know how they're going to react or you never know how what is needed in that situation. So you're always going to be kind of being aware, being mindful of the things you say, things you do, um, not walking on eggshells, but just being mindful of, of, of what you're saying, of what you're doing. Because other people have feelings too. And um, obviously you might walk into a room and um, this person just experienced something that was big for them. And how can you show up for them? And again, you won't know until that time comes. And then you got to put to practice everything you just learned. And the biggest thing I'm going to ask is that you breathe through it. Push pause on the conversation if it's heated. Push pause on the conversation if it becomes a conflict. And compose yourself enough so that you can respond versus react. Um, Now, when it comes to another emotional tool is, again, praying and reading the Bible, especially Proverbs, because, you know, these stories, if you haven't learned already from your own life experiences or witnessing other people, Proverbs is a great tool when it comes to how to make sure you keep yourself on the right path. And of course, what those consequences would be if you, you did go astray. Um, Because God is going to lead you to what is needed, not necessarily what you want, but what is needed. And it may not look like the person you want or the environment you want or the thing you dreamed of. It might come in something else, but it's going to be truly what you need. And then also, um, again, I mentioned about reading about the emotional intelligence and self-regulation, but also how to kill your trauma with CPTSD and PTSD. Learn the tools to release the emotions in healthy ways and um, to to reframe your way of thinking. Ask, you know, God through prayer um, if you need assistance um, or if you're needing some type of therapy or anything, be open to those things. Next is journaling, exercising, reconnecting to your body um, to prevent the fight, flight, freeze mode just because you're facing those um, um, uh, uncomfortable emotions. Again, breathing exercises, Meditation and stillness, being aware of the tensions that's in in your body and asking why, learning about your vagus nerve and um, what kind of exercises you can do that helps your body to release the traumas of the past. Because you might be in a perfectly healthy situation, but you might have anxiety going on because your body's reacting in some, some way, shape or form that you didn't even recognize that it's triggered by the sound of the music in the background. 
um, is so low that you didn't even pick it up, but that your body did. Um, maybe you heard someone yelling in the background, even though you're, you're on a date and having a great time, all of a sudden, um, somebody at the table, two tables down from you, um, started getting loud with the person they're with and, and that triggered your body. So learn, um, about your Vargas nerve and exercises, um, to help soothe yourself and soothe your body. Um, and again, I'm going to go back to repentance and forgiveness, um, which all leads to the biggest thing, which is healing yourself and showing up internally feeds you um, in so many ways. It nourishes you in so many ways. And everything you've done on the internal reflects on the external. And, um, and sometimes that takes time. Sometimes it takes time. But the Bible talks about patience because of that time that's necessary. So the biggest thing is don't, don't give up and stay on the, the right path. Keep going and you'll start seeing the fruits of it. Um, I do have more, but with that being said, um, I do hope and pray that this information has helped you on this day and I'll provide a part two to this preparing the table for your enemies um, because I do want to get into the fact of a little bit more the spiritual aspect but also what that table looks like when a person is sitting there um, so God bless you I hope you have a great day and um, I hope you start winning each and every single day by putting to practice a little bit a step at a time in each and every single area and aspect of your life so you can come into your wholeness all right, you guys, take care.